0: Oh, the lich. The undead necromancer leading forth the undead legions is downright iconic, and liches have been lurking at the end of campaigns since the very first edition of D&D. Running them can be complicated, and facing one can be daunting. Me and this episode are here to make sure that your lich session is memorable for all of the right reasons. But before we get into that, be sure to like and subscribe, because we put out new content like this every week. And now on to the famous, or rather infamous, the dark... Now on to the lich. I think the smoke machine was maybe a bit too much. Liches are spellcasters, usually wizards, but sometimes clerics, sorcerers, or other casters that have used dark powers to stop themselves from dying instead of descending into whatever hell awaits them. Liches have bound their souls to powerful artifacts called phylacteries. Think Voldemort and his horcruxes. It's a similar arrangement. With their souls safely locked away, liches can functionally live forever with their personality, intelligence, and power intact. Though they do have to deal with the whole undead thing now. As long as they keep their phylactery from being destroyed, they can always reform a new body, ready to take revenge on whoever struck them down. There are also a slew of other different kinds of liches to add in different flavor, whether it be the demi-lich to the horrifying dracolich, But for now, let's just talk about the standard garden variety... lich garden variety. (laughs) Because of the rituals and sacrifices needed to achieve lichdom, liches are universally evil. There's some weird lore exceptions to this, but they're the exception to the rule. And an immortal, evil, high-level caster with essentially infinite time is a disaster waiting to happen. Liches are often used as the ultimate enemy that drive the plot forward. Their plots and schemes are often decades or even centuries in the making and usually have dire consequences for entire continents or worlds. Undead armies, unleashing evil gods, plagues, disasters, assassinations, anything and everything can be part of the lich's grand plan, which all makes them perfect for including in your adventures. While liches are often quite varied and DMs tend to add or change things to make their ultimate big bad guy more unique, the standard statistics and abilities of a normal lich are no less formidable, as you can see. Whether it be their damage immunities, their legendary actions, or even just their hit points, or anything in between, you can see why they are quite a formidable foe. Since you most likely won't be fighting a lich in a tavern or something like that, we should probably discuss their lair. A lich often haunts the abode it favored in life, such as a lonely tower, a haunted ruin, or an academy of dark magic. Alternatively, some liches construct secret tombs filled with powerful guardians and traps. Everything about a lich's lair reflects its keen mind and wicked cunning, including the magic and mundane traps that secure it. Undead, constructs, and bound demons lurk in shadowy recesses, emerging to destroy those who dare disturb the lich's work. A lich encountered in its lair has a challenge rating of 22. While in the lair, it's important to keep in mind lair actions, On initiative count 20, the Lich can take a lair action to cause one of the following magical effects. The Lich can't use the same effect two rounds in a row, though. First off, let's be clear. Liches are powerful enemies that should only be used as the big bad evil guy. They're at such a high challenge rating for a reason, and you really shouldn't throw them at the party all willy-nilly, especially if they're below the level of 14 or something like that. I really wouldn't even recommend it until something like 15 or 16, really. That said, liches can easily be used as a driving evil force at earlier levels. Evil agents can be sent forth to fulfill their master's plans and can make for excellent lesser villains all the way up to the final encounter with the big bad lich himself. There's also no end to the shenanigans and games you can play locating the lich's phylactery. You can spend an entire campaign simply trying to track the thing down, fighting against the countless false leads, traps, and pitfalls set out by the lich to deter such interlopers. In actual combat, try to remember that this isn't a mindless monster that's just going to rush into battle. Liches are ancient, extremely intelligent, often have vast resources, and really don't want to die. Unless the PCs manage to really outmaneuver the Lich, they're unlikely to fight him alone. I particularly like using a pair of Beholder Zombies for this role, as they add an interesting random element to the fight while acting as flavorful remains of fallen evil rivals. Getting beyond all that, a lich fights much like any other powerful caster enemy. They cast powerful spells to damage and slow the enemy down while trying to stay out of the direct line of fire. What sets them apart and really makes them a threat is their access to power word kill and their lair actions. Liches have a single casting of power word kill under their belt, and for those who haven't been graced by its icy sting, this spell is brutal. Try to cast this at a dramatic moment, and maybe provide some easy access to resurrection afterwards, cause man, it hurts to be on the receiving end of this, but it's the most powerful thing in the Lich's arsenal, and it should definitely get deployed at some point. Liches gain access to lair actions while in their lair. These are in addition to the Lich's already formidable legendary actions and are downright nasty. Generally, you'll want to keep the negative energy tether on a PC caster for the majority of the fight. It adds a particularly difficult layer to an already challenging encounter. For the most part, a fight against a Lich is like any other powerful spellcaster. The Lich doesn't actually have many hit points or a high AC. You just need to pin the Bag of Bones down and start dealing damage. The more turns the Lich remains alive, the more likely they will be to gain the upper hand. Don't waste time trying to fight minions and adds if you can avoid it. Focus fire this caster down and try to minimize the number of spells he gets to cast. If he manages to tag one of you with this negative energy tether, I recommend simply fighting through it. You'll be tempted to wait until it dissipates, but that will give the Lich a whole round of not getting pummeled into the dust. Keep whatever healing capacity close to whoever is tethered and power through just by healing over it. Finally, you need to have a plan for dealing with the most powerful tool in the lich's arsenal, power word kill. He'll only get one of these, but once he drops a PC below 100 hit points, he can simply smack them dead using this spell. If your party has a lot of healing punch, simply try to keep all of the players topped off or at least over 100. Secondly, you can simply push past it if you have access to the resurrection spell. Being one player down for the second half of the fight isn't a guaranteed loss, and ignoring the healing and trade for fast damage may be enough to seal the deal. Lastly, if you have a high-level arcane caster, you can simply counterspell the power word. It'll be a very high check, but a maxed out wizard still has a decent chance of just swatting the spell away. Unlike many of the big, scary enemies you face in D&D, the Lich derives horror from making the player feel constantly close to death. From its stats and abilities down to its current visual design even, everything here will keep mortality on the mind of the players and characters alike. DMs, approach with caution and enthusiasm. Players, if you can't approach with caution, approach with violent aggression instead. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.